What if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. What it do, Boogaloo? What's going on, fellas? There it is. Hey, hey. Hey, is it? Getting getting close to that Gerard Butler. They're kicking down that door yelling Sparta. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was confused at first. Yeah, we're getting close to that number 300. 300. My man Tony's in the lab in the studio working extremely hard day and night. Oh, yeah. You know what I finally did? What's that? I opened up a project and put the videos in it. Ooh. So there's a project. <laughs> so you're just saying you just started that today. Yeah. And you've had that footage for how many days now? I don't know. Two weeks now? Two weeks. And you have two how many? Two weeks. Yeah. And you have two weeks left, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you. You love working at the deadlines, don't you? They work better under pressure, I guess. I guess so. There it is. There you go. Well. Without any further ado, let's get cracking episode 298 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We're about to randomly rant on all these movies. I am your host, Zigzag Zigala himself, a.k.a. Mike Lowry, a.k.a. Fonzo. Joining me as always, Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. And rounding out the posse. Tony, a.k.a. MCP, a.k.a. what the fuck is Zigzag Zigala? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they say the Lords have 99 nicknames, right? And I'm about, I'm about, I got six of them, so... I'm almost there. Like the RZA, he's got a hundred. He's got like seventeen or sixteen. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get there. That's something he said in an interview. I thought it was funny when he said zigzag ziggala. I just don't know how to spell it. Zigzag ziggala. Well, zigzags are little papers. Yeah, yeah and that's all that's coming up. That's all that's coming up. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. How do you spell ziggala? It's just fun to say. Say it with me. No, yeah, it is. It is catchy as all hell. It's yeah. zigzag zig. Allah. That's is, uh, is that what comes up? Right. So Riza R Z A. Mm-hmm. Ruler Zigzag Zig Allah. <laughs> That's what some po- someone posted as a top definition in an urban dictionary. Oh see? So the I wasn't the only one, see what I mean? What? It's the only that well that's the uh, the head of the famous rap group Wu Tang Clan. There's only two entries and it's the same one for both. That's fantastic. That is awesome. There you go. You learn something new every day, kids. That's it. But if you want to get the sample, there's a, there's a link for you right there. I'm sure to find where it's at. Self. <laughs> well, when, when they interview um, when Capadon is up, he just just goes off on a limb, and it's hilarious. <laughs> He's at, uh, where is he at? He, he comes in going, Shaka Zulu, Shaka Zulu, when he says his name. <laughs> Fucking, you know, you know, who, man, they're just. Yeah, off of the Yeah, I think it's like the, like the 50. 50 seconds? Yeah, somewhere around there. I'm trying to find it. You know me? Who are you? Tony Stark, Ghostface, baby. We in the building. <laughs> Mr. Ghostface, who do we have beside you? 
It's my brother's right here. It's Golden Arms. Goldie. Man, you ain't got to ask him who the hell the fuck I am, motherfucker. I'll tell you who I am. It's your man. Celebrate Hold it down. It's right. Day one. Up in here. What are you grabbing the mic for? Thank you for returning it to me. I appreciate that. And right beside you, who do we have? Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. You got the Giants coming in there. First of all. Shaka Zulu, Shaka Zulu. Straight from the mountains of Mount Chesedek, Capuchin, the great fly cherry head niggas like planes out of state. What it do? Boogaloo, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and right on the end, who do we have? Oh, shit. It's me again. Right on, brother. We try to go over there. Try to go this way with it? All uh, right, yo. We got the Rebel Inspector Deck, all right? Raleigh Fingers, all right? Manifesto, all right? Okay, talk, talk, talk to him. Go, ahead. go over there. See something. We good, man. We good. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Wait, so go back. Got back. Got got a, so Rizzo goes first. Yeah, Rizzo. Yeah, it's more. Look, watch out. See that? Oh, Rizzo goes first? You ain't even pimping yeah. your hat right. See what I'm saying? You ain't even pimping. You ain't even pimping your hat right. You know what I mean? All right, let's try to go back. RFD. You know what I mean? The scientist, the resurrector, the abbot. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? They say there's 99 names of a law, oh, so right? I got it. 16 so far, man. Yo, the zigzag zig, ruler zigzag zig law, the Rizzo, aka Bobby Stills, Bobby Digital, you know what I'm saying, RFD, you know what I mean, the scientist, the Rizzo. Who, I'm dizzy from all those, those know, names, all man. That, AKA. That's funny, identity. That's Either a really he's good schizophrenic, that's a really good multiple. What's that? Persona- schizophrenic, multiple personality disorder, <laughs> or has an identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, oh, that's a great interview. If you ever get a chance to watch it, uh, it's hilarious. Let's see, so you know, what would your nickname be, Harley? If you were an oh, MC, I, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even. Think. <laughs> There's no saying. There's no saying. There's no saying. Maybe by the end of the episode, you'll have one. Maybe. MCP's already got a head. Sorry, he's got MCP. It's easy to say. It's easy to rhyme with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just have to rhyme with the P. Mm-hmm. MCP. Go ahead, Harley. Give us a freestyle. Right. <laughs> you were singing earlier. You can dance if you want to. Oh, you can dance if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can rap if you want to. Just don't leave your friends behind. <laughs> how about that fantasy movie week? Hey, yeah, how about that? You you want to get right into it right now, huh? Like, I want to know. <laughs> there you go. Come check the fantasy movie with well, It was a pretty sad week this week, actually. Oh, boy. We had a four million box office. <laughs> Scotty P is full of regrets. He only had three movies on his screen. See, someone's tapping out. Throwing, yep. Someone throwing the white flag up. Yep. Is he just giving up? Then the next one up, thirty-two million. Next one up, seventy-two million. And then the top one is at eighty million. So that's me, baby, right there. Eighty million. <laughs> there we go. There we I go. could be because I'm the one who's in third place. Oh, uh, yeah. right. me? I tried to uh, second place was. I went with so? Fifty Shades of Black, and Jane got a gun. That's what you get. That's and, what you get. Yep. Lost it. Got Fifty Shades of Black up your 
booty hole. You know what's bad is I saw that Fifty Shades of Black, and I was thinking for a second, wait, is that the sequel to the Fifty Shades of Grey? (laughs) Like, at first, I didn't know. I genuinely Hmm. thought maybe that was the sequel. And then I and then I saw the picture of the Wayne's brother on the cover. And I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. So our top two decided to play the same movie on most of their screens. We've got um, the Revenant, Force Awakens. That's right. Got Thirteen Hours. Got Daddy's Home. Norm of the North. But the one that took took home. Oh one spot. man, fuck this game! The Shoot. one with the the one who chose Star Wars: Force Awakens on nine. What is it? No, seven screens. You got damn total, right. right. <laughs> it's like you goddamn right. The what would be a perfect? The perfect, Force is strong. Uh, the perfect. Mine. The perfect lineup was six screens. Had Star Wars: Force Awakens ah. and two had Ride Along. Fonzo had seven screens with Force Awakens and one with Daddy's Home. So you just missed it. Son of a bitch. I fucked uh, this game. Told you, man. But you won. Told yeah, you. it don't matter. How you get? I strive for perfection. I'm gonna swing my lights around and just fucking throw a tantrum. Speaking of lightsabers, did you guys see that Road Rage video? <laughs> no, I did not. Is this our movie? Is this our internet? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna movie? cut Tony a break because he got really upset last week because I dropped it on him. I don't know. He wasn't interested in. Interested. It seemed like he wasn't interested, in, even though he spends his whole life on the internet. Like you'd think he'd have one video to share with us. Yeah. You know. Here, look, I actually found this while you guys were doing your intro because I couldn't pay attention to you guys. Look at that. Wait, that's not what I want. There it is. Well, what is this? An ad for a porno? By a fish. By a fish? Is there something else you were going to send, Tony? No, that was it. So, oh, that girl. Girl gets knocked out by fish. Is this for real? Oh yes! Oh wow! Yes! <laughs> I guess you just gotta type in "girl gets knocked out by a fish" original on YouTube, <laughs> and you can watch. And it's only a five-second clip. Five seconds. That's all you get. It's all you, you need. Is five seconds. I, I I wonder if that's real. I want to know how Tony found this. You just kidding? looking up girls getting knocked like, out by uh, fish. It was the number four top post on the front page of reddit on my my, my reddit today i see uh, it was under the subreddit called animals being jerks <laughs> not the number one i don't think that's real what you think someone threw it at her yeah she's still getting pelted by a fucking fish would you prefer to be in a uh, killer whale yeah actually i would like, yeah. Anyways, oh, that's good times. <laughs> Type in, uh, you know how that that lightsaber duel? I think it's called the the like the fate of uh, what does it call that song when Darth Maul's taking on two guys? Duel of lightsabers. Somebody wrote Duel of the Vatos. As this is road rage, and this guy gets a bat and hits the back of the dude's truck, and he gets all pissed off. And this fucking giant ass Mexican, giant Gonzalez, I'm gonna call him, comes out. He's like, what's up? And then he realizes his car is still moving. He didn't put the brakes on. So he, has to, he gets quickly, gets back in the truck, puts his brakes on, and he looks at the guy again. He's like, what's up? And then he sees he has a bag. He's like, all right, hold on. He goes to the back of his truck and compels out. Remember, like, um, the salmon on ECW used to always have those Kenpo sticks? Oh, he bangs on the door. 
Oh, that's a big dude. <laughs> I told you. The driver gets in the car. <laughs> back in the car. He he goes in the back of his truck. He gets out a big like a pool stick or something. <laughs> and they start fighting. <laughs> Dude, that, oh, wait, chill, chill, chill. that guy's got a bat. Uh-huh. He just took it away from him. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. He has a, he took it away from him. That's funny. Now watch You're the wrong. remix version of it. <laughs> now lightsabers make everything way more interesting. Check it out with yeah. lightsabers. <laughs> oh, and I got the, the episode one. Yeah, playing. lightsaber duel. The... There it is. <laughs> That was great. So dudes just carry weapons around, apparently. Tony's like, that was great. That was great. There you go. That's your viral minute. There you go. People getting... (laughs) Chicks getting hit in the face with fish. And dudes fighting. There you go. Uh All right. Put it down. Sound effects. Yeah, you got a nice light. That's a nice sound effect. All right, I'll put it away. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, so, have you ever been that mad you want to hit somebody with a bat? Only when I was a kid. Oh, well, please explain, sir. I was probably at your house. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to hit me with the bat? Is that where you're going with this? Oh, I'm sure I wanted to hit you with any everything. Jeez. I think I wanted to hit Harley? my... Da- I think, I'm pretty sure I wanted to hit my dad with a pooper scooper once. <laughs> oh, pooper scooper. That's it, folks. We've been doing the podcast for how many years now? Finally, somebody said pooper scooper. It only took 298 episodes. Oh, man, that's too much. Well, considering well, not, only, past, not only that, but wanting to hit your dad with a pooper scooper. Mm-hmm. It's the, the only weapon you had. Is the fact that you were picking up poop, dog poop, is that why you wanted to hit him with it? Oh, I'm sure it was something like that. It's like I just picked up, I just, I just cleaned the yard. And I walk back in, and he's like, hey, go clean the yard. I'm like, I just did it. He's like, I tell you what to do, boy. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to perform some, like, pooper scooper assault. And, you know, just like that. I'm pretty sure that's a word for word what I did. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's more like you were doing computer work or some shit, and he told you to stop working, and you got upset. No, I didn't do computer work when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Of course, t- something about something, it was Nintendo. Something work, though. <laughs> I'm sure it was Nintendo, and he made me work. Yeah. You're trying to play NES, and he told you to go to work, and you got pissed off. You should bring that up next Christmas. Oh, I told him once. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. He probably just laughed. You wanted to hit him with a pooper scooper? He probably um, like, man, you would have never hit me. And he got mad again. <laughs> I remember my dad once. I, I'm pretty sure my dad told me once. He's like, if you're going to hit me, better make sure I'm dead. Oh, wow. So I didn't. I didn't try. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I have enough force to kill my own dad. I've heard like, that I don't think I have the muscle to impale the pooper scooper into his neck. So, yeah, you have to be pretty pissed off to do something like that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever wanted to impale anybody with a pooper scooper. But if the zombie apocalypse comes, I just found my new weapon. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's awesome. 
<laughs> so whatever that game is where you can create your own weapons. Uh-huh. You know, attach it to a fucking chainsaw or something. Now we're we're learning a lot about each other. This I know. So like different <laughs> levels, the pooper scooper, the pooper slicer. Oh, there you go. The pooper slices katana. it dices. All right, all right. Let's put the pooper scoopers away, lightsabers away. Let's get to the brass hatch, gentlemen. We're going to be reviewing a movie called The Experimenter, chosen Ooh. by our man MCP. Then Harley chose the extra credit Three Kings, which nobody had seen before, so it's like having double homework. So thanks for that, assholes. And um, no extras besides myself. Last night I went over to my buddy Jeff's house where ourselves are a movie night, and uh, he had a bunch of movies laid out. One was Raw. Was it Red Heat? With Schwarzenegger and uh, Belushi? Is that Red Heat or Raw Deal? I'm confused. It's Red Heat, right? We play the Russian. Red Heat. Then he had... Yeah, uh, that's Red Heat. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what do you want to watch? So got, I got some laid out here. Yeah, Reanimator, Red Heat, Dog Soldiers, The Way of the Gun, and... The Way of the Gun's fun. Something else I can't remember. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Reanimator in a long time. Let's check that out. Eight minutes or eighty-six minutes. Well, let's check it out. Like, cool. Came out in nineteen eighty-five. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue. When a new student arrives on campus, it's an H.P. Lovecraft story directed by Stuart Gordon, starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, and Barbara Crampton. And she gets naked a lot, and she is she got a nice rack. Nice. Well, all right, all right. That's it. No, sold. What else do you need to say? What else? Do, there's some, some really cool gore. And the score, oddly enough, oddly enough, sounds a lot like Psycho. And I'm watching the movie, and I'm hearing this music. I'm like, why do I know this song? This song sounds very familiar. And Jeff can't point, he can't point to it. And I'm like, and I've been listening to that song by Buster Rhymes. Give me some more, you know, a lot mm. recently. Mm. And he samples the song from mm. Psycho. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. a little short, strings fell down by my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give me some more. Yeah, flip mode yeah, grips. Yeah. So I'm Tony, that. play it. That song's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not it. I had a round of applause for that. And, uh, all right, man. People love us tonight. So, um, so I'm listening to the song. And it's bugging the crap out of me. It just fucking sounds so familiar. And then um, I, I had to Google it while, I, while we're watching it, and I had to go, "Hey, reanimator score? Um, is it like you know, just like I typed in like, uh, does this sound like any other thing?" And somebody wrote, "Does reanimator score rip off Psycho?" And I'm like, "That's it. That's the one. I knew it. I knew it fucking sounded familiar." And it's the credits at the beginning. Then I read somewhere it was like an homage to the Psycho, which I thought was pretty cool. But it's just driving me crazy. I'm like, why the fuck do I know this? This sounds so familiar. Um, have you guys ever seen Reanimator? I feel like we saw it. That's homework. He chose it like a long time ago, huh? I apologize. He had that highlighter-like type, super green, like highlighter liquid, reanimate tissue. I mean, the only thing that when we were watching, I was like, man, I can't. We can't remember any of it. It was funny. We couldn't. We couldn't remember a lot of it. But then uh, the only scene DVD cover. Yeah, <laughs> the only scene I remember is when that the the headless doctor is carrying his own head. Remember? Mm, yep, I remember he's, that. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the part I remember. He's about to go down to that chick on Robert Campton. Yep. Remember that scene? Yeah. That's the part. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good scene to remember. It's pretty memorable. <laughs> um, the whole time he's just sitting there, it's like this decapitated head. He's controlling his body to look at her. And then uh, he's, he's, uh, he's trying to get it on with her. And then the headless corpse is totally groping her tail, groping all over her. And he's just sitting there in, the, in, a, in like a tin plate. This thing just going like just getting horny. I'm like, wait, so does his head get a boner or is his headless corpse get the boner? It's like, does he feel it? Like, like trying to figure out. Like, wait, he's getting really excited, but can he? Can the headless corpse get a boner? I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's a really cool gore. Um, uh, Jeffrey Combs is over the top. It's just a serious Dr. Herbert West as this uh, just super eccentric uh, uh, doctor that's in the in, in the class and he's trying to. Upstage, the professor that's it, or professor, the doctor that's there now, and he's been kind of annoyed by him. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's really short. It's a, it's, it's just really fun. It's just a cool, gory. Um, and they made they made tons of sequels. Where they got Beyond Reanimator, they got a uh, Bride of Reanimator. Because um, at the end, it totally leads you for more. But it's just cool. They got the little liquid that um, brings back tissue. And uh, at first, he spurs Minty with a cat. <laughs> And a cat in his fridge, and people are freaking out. That's just what you got to like raise a flag right there. Oh, signs of a serial killer, right? Why does this guy got a dead cat in his fridge? And then later on, it comes to life when when he's testing it, and <laughs> he's doing the total like uh, comedy where uh, you got that fake animal attached to your body. You know, he's fighting it off. <laughs> and they're making the, the cat noises, so you got like almost slapstick, kind of like an Evil Dead kind of comedy, Bruce Campbell style. Um, in fact, now that I'm looking at it, it says comedy slash horror slash sci fi. And comedy is the first, uh, the f- it gets first built. As yeah, far as I noticed the, that too. The description. Interesting. interesting. It's unrated too, which is awesome. Um, okay, 7.3 and IMDb. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fucking high buy for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Is it one of those movies that's kind of more fun to watch with a friend? Mm, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know. Okay. Yeah. Or a significant other. Or a fiance. Yeah, how's that going, Tony? She uh, called off yet? <laughs> yeah, I wish. She's, she's still like being called a fiance. <laughs> You're a fiance? He said, we'll see. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Still working on it? Beautiful. So I saw Groundhog Day. Oh, you did see an extra. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw oh, that at the beginning. Um, just no one pays attention. We talked about we talked about it on the podcast not long ago. I oh, I'm sure. I mean, I I do it every year. To, and today is Groundhog Day, so I was like, yeah, I got to do it. It is, isn't it? Yep, today's Groundhog. That's why I started the podcast off. Is yeah. that what that was from? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh. I think if you guys remember, I'm not a big fan of Groundhog Day. Really? Yeah, and, and, yeah we and, uh, talked about this. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you I remember? You remember what I said about it? I got a sounder for you guys. Hold on. This is what I said. You remember that? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. <laughs> you're unbelievable, man. The show has reached a new low. <laughs> you were saying? Fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying? Oh, <laughs> what is this, 2014? We're going way back. 
Yeah, um, no, I love this movie. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind I was going to enjoy it. But Lainey said she didn't like it. She had to watch it. Um, surprise, surprise. For, um, for school, though. Like it was an assignment in one of her mm-hmm. psychology classes. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like the movie. And the main reason is because she didn't like Bill Murray. And, and I'm like, you know what? It's 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 a movie about how... It takes a really long time for an asshole to become a good guy, you know? Um, and, and she couldn't get past the asshole part of the character. Mm. So, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, she never gave it a chance because, like, half of the, you know, for the first half of the movie, he's still an asshole. He's just stuck in this repeating day and, uh, he gets more and more desperate. Um, but I, I like the, the, the concept of, the, you know, there is a chance and everybody can change. Just sometimes when you're a really, really big asshole, it's going to take you 15,000 years of the same day, um, for you to finally turn a, you know, turn over a new leaf and be, be somebody who p- is, does good for people. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, this, this movie's awesome. Uh, Bill Murray is, it's, it, some of, it's his, his genre, you know, he loves this kind of comedy. Uh, and he's and he's just suited for it, um, but it's it's still it's a Slater. That was a fucking movie. I mean, we talk Whoa. about it. We've talked about it before. Oh, I give it a Slater too, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, it always gets a Slater for me. every time. Every so time. I mean, I just had to do it. it I, I saw it last night um, in honor of today's Groundhog Day. No, that's great. It's one of those. It's one of those movies you can watch anytime. It it holds up so well. For sure. Fonzo, I can't believe you don't love that movie. <laughs> you know, it's two hours and he's still an asshole throughout the whole movie. It takes a really long time, you know. I just can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. But I love a movie about a guy trying to reanimate a headless corpse. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's a reanimate tissue, reanimate a lot of bodies. Oh. Let, me, let me ask you, do you get titties in Groundhog Day? I didn't think so. Is but technically, you only technically, give movies to buy that for a dollar if they got titties in them. No, that just helps. Oh, okay. Thank you. You beat a titty man, Harley. I, I find it's offensive that you you well, question no, 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 no. titties. It's like, who are you? Uh, you used to Sorry. say yourself, you're a breastesis man. I am. Don't get me wrong. I was. I mean, you don't like a pair of titties when you watch a movie? Oh, trust me, I do. But it, you know, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not a prerequisite, you know what I mean? Why not? Well, because I, I don't know, maybe I grew up and that's not the only thing I care about. So if a movie doesn't have breasts, you can't like it, Fonzo? Uh, let me think about that. I'll get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God it's just a, it's just a bonus. It's a plus. You know, right, I'm getting all this bonus, awesome so you gore. You can still have a I good movie. So you can still have a great movie without breasts. Yes. And Groundhog Day is a great movie. Negative. Now you've, now you've crossed the line, man. <laughs> Rug, pillow, hair, grass. There you go. Incorrect. 165 volts strong shock. Let me out of here. I will not be part of the experiment anymore. He says he's not going to go on. Please continue. He, he says he doesn't want to go on. We must continue. In nearly every case, 
the essential results are the same. They hesitate, sigh, tremble, and groan, but they advance to the last switch, 450 volts, because they're politely told to. There you go. Mm. Now, what was that, MCP? The Experimenter. It's a movie about a psychologist, Stanley Milgram, who conducted a series of uh, experiments that tested um, people's like willingness to obey authority even though like they have the, the 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 choice not to but um when put under certain social pressure they they still obey even though they don't really want to it's really cool it's like um let me look at the uh the actual synopsis 1961 conducted a series of radical behavior experiments that tested ordinary human willingness to obey authority yeah so um this guy um Stanley Milgram. Stan, Stanley Milgram. He, 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 it starts off with him right in the middle of, of testing, which is good because um, it's, it's a biography, but no one gives a shit about his childhood. So <laughs> he, he, it starts with him as a professor and um, conducting these experiments. And it gets it, it jumps in right away um, with that, like like you just heard in the trailer, mm-hmm. um, with people, you know, and, and, and he... And, and as a, as a watcher, you you put yourself in that same situation. It's like shit. You know what would I do? But you, you and you want to say like, no, there's no way I'd walk out, or you know, I'd say no, I wouldn't do it. But um, as a movie reveals, it's like the, the tests show very rarely did anybody actually. Stop. Yeah, I think what is it? Sixty five percent go all the way to go the all end. The way. Yeah, I mean, um, as he points out at the end of the movie, this is, they bring up his, um, the Milgram experience in basically every psychology, um, or sociology class, um, in college. I, it's been addressed several times in several of my classes, and, uh, it's a trip. It is a trip. Uh, uh, I'm, I like the movie because it does go into detail, a little more detail about, the actual scientist Milgram, and and I remember, you know, talking about the experiment and and the obedience and stuff like that. But I, for some reason, I don't know if it wasn't covered in class or for whatever reason, but it addresses that he's a Jew, and so mm-hmm. he's got some some serious motivation. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, and he talks about that, and and it's interesting, and. And as through the towards the end of his career, um, or not towards the end of his career, but he gets a lot of people that are trying to um, uh, question the effectiveness of it, or or the 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 um, uh, what's Morality. the word like, the ethics behind the test, et cetera, et cetera. And um, um, it's a fascinating look into human psychology. And some of his other experiments are interesting as well. Um, but that one obviously is sort of... Yeah, and it was cool to see that he's the origin of the Six Degrees of Bacon. Yeah, I thought that. I had no idea. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Fonzo? Yeah. I didn't feel the same as you guys did. I was you're, kind of you're like close. Chris. Chris was bored. To t- Chris was like angry as she was watching the movie. <laughs> 
And yeah, I was, I was like, just not finding anything entertaining at all with this movie. I don't know. Peter Sarsgaard is just bland. He's so bleh. He's so boring. I wish there was someone more charismatic. Like when I hear the narration, I even think of uh, Edward Norton in Fight Club. Like I would have loved to see Edward Norton play this guy. This I guy, thought he man, was great. Just over the watch paint drop. are the real life scientist is not exactly charismatic. You know, yeah, and so I, I, you know, I think this suffers from that. You know, real life is it's, never as exciting <laughs> as that's fiction. true. Yeah, and this like this movie like really kind of like teeters on the edge of being a a documentary and uh and a a, you know a regular film and I think and and I remember I brought it up like I I I didn't want to assign a documentary and this was a biography it was it was borderline and it proved to be just that yeah yeah I know I dug it um we were watching it. And at at night, um, close to our normal bedtime. So I was like, "All right, you know, if if we fall asleep while watching this, who who gives a shit? I'll just finish it in the morning or something." And we ended up staying up, staying up, finishing it. It, it woke us up. We were really, really digging it. And I'm sure the fact that Lainey studied psychology had something to do with it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, she. I'm sure she had heard of it and was fairly yeah, familiar with it. it. Her, yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to it was fun to pause it every once in a while and talk about concepts and like what would happen and blah blah blah. It, it was pretty cool. Um the ethics of it. Um, well and and Chris, she gets a master's degree in sociology and she was like, I like the idea, I like this I like the experiment, but I hate the movie. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, well, you know, to each his own, I guess. I yeah. mean uh-huh. You know? I wonder if they were to conduct the same test now if it worked the same. I, I think a lot more people wouldn't keep going. Well, it, did you watch the end of the movie? <laughs> I, I slept for 12 hours, woke up and watched it, and then I fell back to sleep. So they address that very question at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yep. I must have missed that part. And the answer to your question was yes. For the most part. They have recreated the study, and people still do it. They still, yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating, and and my only complaint, and this isn't so much about the movie, but with the experiment, is we never really get a a straightforward answer. We 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 don't really know a hundred percent why. I mean, the idea is. That somebody, you know, in, in the movie addresses it like they did in the in in the real life. Do you take full responsibility for for the the guy on the other side? And the 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 guy who's telling him to do it says, "Yes, I take responsibility. Keep going." So, in 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 some instances, the person who's pushing the button is told, "You won't. There will be no consequence to your actions." And that can cause a lot of people to, you know, sort of feel a little more, I don't want to say free, but a little more, you know, sort of like okay with their actions. Oh, they feel absolved. Say, okay, cool. Feel- as long as you get in trouble, cool. I'm good then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the guy still uh, screaming in pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like. That's weird. It's like, say no to authority. Like, really? Like, everyone's so about authority. It's so weird. And there's like I remember. I, I feel like I, they got like a bunch of squares. You know what I mean? Like if they've got some young kids or something, they're like no, fuck that. The guy's getting hurt. I ain't doing this. 
You know? Well, that's what I thought too, and that's what I brought up in school. I was like, you know what? If you did that with this year's, this generation of sort of entitled youth, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, there's no way they would go through with it. And I don't know. Maybe that's true. But at the know? same time, at the same time, youth tends to be the quickest to absolve themselves of guilt. And the and the quick and the quickest and easiest to be convinced of something, right? So you can convince them that hey, you won't be getting in trouble. They're like, all right, well, fuck it, whatever. You know, like it, it, there's there's a yeah. lot going on. There's there's way it's it's not straightforward. I remember reading somewhere, um, and it wasn't related to this, but it was related to just obedience in general. But it has to do with, um, the the tribe. Like humans have a. Um, survival instinct and part of that survival instinct is to not get kicked out of the tribe yes and and the authority figure is the chief of the tribe and they're the ones who can kick you out the easiest so you're more likely to submit to them in their presence than than do what you want you know it's um it's the same idea goes with the with a whole elevator experiment where everybody's facing the, away from the door. Yeah. Like, shit, I don't want to kicked out. I it's, it's this subconscious instinct of, I don't want to get kicked out of the tribe. I'll just go along. And then, so, you know, to reduce the risk of getting kicked out, kicked out. Cause if you get kicked out, you die. That was the, you know, ancient hunter gatherer type of, you know, evolution yeah, shit. in a sense. Yeah. But no, it's fascinating. That's like, hard. Cause then you don't have a choice. What's that? Then you don't have a choice. You said, Exactly. That's what people say. You don't have a choice. And so that's, that's exactly the, the, the point that that experiment brings up is, is do we have a choice if it's an instinct thing? You know, if people by, by, by our nature end up obeying authority in that situation, can you hold them accountable? That's what it brings up. It's fascinating. I I fucking love talking about that shit. It is. I, you know, um, what was the uh, I think the last quote in the from what I gather from the little bit of research I did about the actual Milgram um, is the movie comes off as being incredibly authentic, even down to the bad beard um, that he that <laughs> the he Lincoln gets. beard. Um, what's this quote? Uh, it may be that we are puppets, puppets controlled by the strings of society. But at least we are puppets with perception, with awareness, and perhaps our awareness is the first step to our liberation. Um, you get the feeling that that Milgram was really disappointed with the results of yeah. his his test, uh, especially being of Jewish descent. And I think he saw it as really a sort of a sad, uh, you know, experience for humans to. Um, that that we're so willing to, to torture each other because somebody is telling us to, um, and to you and I, and we talk about it, and we listen to it, we're surprised. We're like, "What do you mean? That's insane!" Um, you know, um, the one thing I didn't like at the movie is that at the very beginning, they make it seem like a hundred percent of the people are willing to go all the way. And the idea was during the test, the the final um, voltage shock was labeled like possible deadly, like 
like hazardous to health, like could be deadly kind of thing. So people were literally like zapping each other with the knowledge that this could kill the other person. And the guy kept emphasizing before, well, supposedly he had a heart condition, and just let him know yeah. before they went yeah. in there too. Exactly, and would exactly. still do it. It's like That's Jesus Christ, crazy. That's crazy. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, the severity. But the truth is, it was sixty-five percent was willing to go all the way. So you know, there's there's still a considerable amount of people. That oh, were, fucked up that in the sixties. Like that one actor, I think it was Anton Yelchin wearing the old outfit, looking old, who wasn't willing. He was like, I can't do that. I I'm not. And they were like, Well, but you have to. And he's like, I don't have to do anything. That was a really powerful scene, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, what do you think? No, I think it's good. I, I, yeah, the, the the scenes, the whole first part of the movie when they first introduced the experiment was was yeah. great. Um, and uh, I, I I think the where where you say that the that what we saw on screen didn't represent the actual numbers. That's the movie part of it. Yeah, you know that's you know it's not being a documentary, so it's more of a movie. Well, and so that's, they that's do address exciting. the numbers towards the but end then, of the film, right? And but that's that's um. You know that, that's exposition where they talk about it as opposed to show it on screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. On you know, if you look at the screen time, it's like fucking ninety five percent of them, you know, went all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the that's where they you give them leeway. You know, the the um, artistic license yeah, to yeah. do what they want. But but um, yeah, because in terms of a movie, you're supposed to be entertaining and sometimes learning about for for a lot of people and probably for us learning about the shit is part of the entertainment. Whereas, um, so if we would have seen the accurate 65% representation, that would have been entertaining to us, but there's others where that wouldn't have been enough. So showing, you know, 95% of it, yeah, more exciting, yeah. whatever. Um, but it, it's tough. It's, it's tough because it's, it's, uh, it, it does feel like more of a academic, um, film than an entertainment yeah. movie. You would you would play this so, movie for like high school students in a psychology class or something. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it is tough. I, and and I I get why some people aren't interested in it because it is kind of the pacing is weird. A lot of the cinematography is weird um, throughout the entire. Oh, Chris is like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> Just walked into the room. The entire film, not only is he narrating it, but he's staring at the camera and talking oh, to the audience. Yeah, he's breaking the fourth wall, yeah. Okay, yeah. the whole fourth wall thing, I mean, like, I didn't want to get into it, but fucking A, I loved it. I thought it was cool. The the whole, when the elephant was behind him as he's walking, right? Yeah. And it's and and what he's talking about is the elephant in the room. In the room. I was like, yeah. "Fucking hey, this is great! It was really yeah, cool." Smart. And then the and the the scenes where um, it's like a backdrop and looked like a stage, and they were just acting. Mm-hmm. It was it was really cool. I was I was digging. I was digging all of it. Um, they had the weird um, uh, uh, rear projection. The rear projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah, I was digging it. So I give it a dollar. And I would also give it a very high buy that for a dollar. Anybody that's interested in psychology, human psychology, why people do the things they do, what they're willing to do to each other, 
It's an absolute no-brainer. It's a fun, it's genuinely entertaining of a watch. You know, if you just watch, because I've watched, we watch, you know, 20-minute documentaries on the Milgram Experience in, in school on YouTube, and a lot of them are boring. And they're, I mean, you got to be really interested in the material to follow along. And this takes that material and also makes it a personal, his experience with his children, with his wife, you know, his professional experience. Um, you know, it's sort of, he, it kind of was a scarlet letter for, in, a, in a lot of ways for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but his uh, untimely death, I would say, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. And I had no idea of that. And like you said, he had the other ideas. And then there was one scene where he even said, not all my ideas were genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean? that's good. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the movie, and I would definitely give it a, a, a dollar and, and a recommendation to anybody over the age of uh, 12. I'd buy that for a dollar. Except for, for Fonzo, of course. I don't know what these guys are talking about. Who gets a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, entertainment. You use in words like entertainment and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to pill to chew. Uh, yeah, it's a big waste of time for me. That would be a waste of time. I tell you what, Winona Ryder ain't looking. Uh, she ain't looking twenty five no more. Yeah, too bad she didn't show her boobs. I would have probably bought it for a dollar. <laughs> so Harley, you chose the movie Three Kings. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, the bristles has gotten in the way. <laughs> Always in the way. So, yeah, I picked Three Kings. I saw this movie a long time ago, like back when it came out kind of thing. And uh, I rethought about it because – rethought about it? That's well, a sure. sequel to the Reanimator movie, rethought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was one of uh, David O. Russell's early, early films. Um, he also directed Flirting with the Disaster with uh, Tony's man crush, Ben Stiller. Mm. But uh, this was, I think, the first film of his that I've seen. Well, anyways, and he's gone on to, to direct some pretty big movies. So if you're not familiar with him, go check him out. So, um, And you got George Clooney. And then Jennifer Lawrence movie that's been out for the last 10 years, he directed. And she's oh, in it. Yeah. Cool. She's in American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, and Joy, too. Yeah, good point. <laughs> is she in uh, The Fighter? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but she played Saddam Hussein in Three Kings, though. No, she's not in The Fighter. Anyways, so uh, kind of an interesting movie. Like, it starts off real funny, but it also addresses some... Um, some of the you know social mm-hmm. problems with the war, little little war drama, um, and for some reason, he does a good job of keeping me entertained. There's that word again, a big word oh, for Fonzo. There we go. Even don't though much. Don't take much. it almost feels like it can't decide what it wants to be. Does it want to mm-hmm. be like a heavy drama? It was trying to be crazy in the beginning. Like the narrative, I'm like, where is this going? Like, why are we just like everyone's in the face, like zooming cameras in and now like the structure is just all over the place. I'm like, yeah, settle the fuck down. Get off the drugs. Relax. Film a certain scene and quit moving around. Like, I don't the know. It's does. 19 and 99. So I don't know if it's trying to be like 
natural born killers, all of her stonish, where the camera's moving, you got all these weird, like, it just, it was weird structurally, just the way the narrative would start off in the beginning. I'm like, like, just, just calm the fuck down and show me this movie. Where, where are we going? You know, I've seen where they were going with, but it was like, just, just calm down for a second. Show me what, what, uh, like you said, where are we going with this? It says action, adventure, comedy. So it, it does start sort of funny. It tries to cover a serious. lot of bases for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing Marky Mark going crazy, you know? And Spike yeah, Jones trying it's to be like him. weird like, humor stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just it just caught me off guard. It was just really odd. <laughs> it but if you gotta out. just take it for what it is, it's, I thought it was quite funny in some moments. You know, the breadneck and <laughs> you know, um, you know, when they're introducing the characters, it's like this guy wants to be like him. You know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. The, I, the first you get Clooney banging out Judy Greer in the ring, like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, He's almost retired. Yeah. He don't care. Did you guys look at the tri- uh, the trivia to this movie? Uh, oh, what's Tony, up, Tony? I'll, I'll I'll pull some stuff up. Tony, what did you think of the movie? Um, I was enjoying it, and I was like, oh, cool, it's gonna be one of those like stupid comedy things. And then I was like, oh shit, what the hell? It got serious real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, like, damn. And then there was no more comedy. Yeah, it just disappeared. It was like just gone. <laughs> um, I mean, I enjoyed both parts, but for different reasons. You know, like it, it, I had to quickly. I was like, okay, this thing totally stepped on a landmine, switched gears, and, yeah. and you know, like, got to get used to being in a wheelchair and take my, you know take life seriously. Um, but it was it was cool because I it was a it was talking about and bringing to light. Things I never even considered about, you know, the you know, the the Gulf War and shit. So, um, it was good in that respect. And um, but it it was weird. It, it was definitely weird to to go from being entertained by the comedy to being entertained by the, the information yeah. and the drama. It's like Act One, a comedy. Act Two, drama. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, but it I mean, works, though. You're right. The, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like uh, I think once that landmine happens, like okay, no more funny business. It's time to get mm-hmm. time to get but time to get into business. You know and what I mean? think um, I think it worked to to get you rooting for the characters because you know yeah. they do some they, they do some shady shit and it, it's it could be you know could, you could be very easily pushed one way or the other if you're on the fence about how you feel about the main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially if like if you were to start the movie at the be- in the middle. And then you start seeing what they're doing. You're like, "Fuck these guys," you know. Is this yeah. is this a social experiment where we're being tested? If we should be rooting <laughs> right? for them or not rooting for them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, should we be guilty or not? <laughs> right, right. But um, it's towards the end. It's like you know, start pulling the heartstrings a little bit. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, I, 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 you know, funny when the kid's mom gets shot in the head. Yeah, oh, you're oh, like, oh, the okay, scene. the movie's getting real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and the it, thing. It, it like, sucks, but you need to see something like that, something that dread, and, and that you dread, know, you know, because they weren't being. That's exactly um, what I was thinking about. Because you have to see it, and that's mm-hmm. what this character did. He saw it happen. I mean, mm-hmm. before he actually saw, he witnessed that murder, that execution. Before he saw that, he was like, "I don't give a shit." He knows people are being executed and dying left and right in that war, mm-hmm. but he's like, "I don't give a shit." Well, he showed Spike Jones so the, the corpse on the ground, you know, just like um, them, they can't, they, you know, they're just rotten there. Like, it's like, you know, he, he this is this is where we're at. This is, right, this right, 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 right. When they go, like when they, all around us. Yeah, yeah. When they go, fucking Gallagher on the cow. Um, yeah. 
Oh shit! It was so funny. Just cowed head, just yeah, landed on the trunk. Yeah, zone. Picks it up, and throws it. Um, but yeah, like he was very, he was very cut. You know, he was very um, uh, desensitized to the whole situation out there, and he was very, you know, selfish. He's he's self interested, and he's out there to get what he you know get his own. Mm. Um, and it's it's the concept of out of sight, out of mind. As right. long as you don't see it, I don't think about it. I can go and be selfish and not give a shit. But then it's like, boom, right in your face. He's like, no, I have to. And they're like, come on, let's go. He's like, stick to the fucking plan. And he's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Because it, that's what it is. As soon as you see it, then it's real. And I think that is a big, um, I think one of the main, one of the themes that they were trying to uh, communicate is ju- that's why journalism is so important. Like the movie, uh, I, I don't know if it was, if they touched on it too, too much in the movie, but how much the military controls the media. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and so we who are supposed to be paying taxes and supporting this war don't see any of the atrocities that make it real. Mm-hmm. So we're totally okay with anything they do because we only see the happy fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the main themes of the movies. Like, yeah, this guy, who was totally in it for himself, saw some shit, and you can't go back. He's like, nope, I can't. I got, I yeah. got to help him out. Well, yeah, when so, the little girl yeah, lose her mom right in front of him, that's yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so that one of the, I thought the most important trivia, which is funny, David O. Russell never wanted George Clooney for the lead role, accepting hmm. him only after his first, his first choices: Clint Eastwood, Mel Gibson, Nicolas Cage. And Dustin Hoffman all turned down the part. As a result, his relationship with Clooney was tense during filming, culminating in a fist fight after Clooney objected to the way Russell was treating an extra. After the premiere, Clooney said while he respected Russell's talent, he would never work with the director again. Wow. Damn. Yeah, supposedly uh, Russell told Clooney to just punch me, and he did. (laughs) Yeah. I would. Every time anyone anyone has ever told me, just punch me, I do. I do. Yes. It's like they gave me the right. What if I say, go punch yourself? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> this is another part. This is another thing that I'm like, maybe David O. Russell's not quite an up-and-up guy. In the original poster for the film, David O. Russell got full writing credits, although the story is based on a draft written by John Ridley. It wasn't until Ridley took legal action that he received a story by credit. Ridley blocked a novelization of the screenplay from being published, according to Ridley. He wrote the script as an experiment to see how fast he could write and sell a script. It took him seven days to write it, and Warner Brothers bought it in 18 days later. I like how your pronunciation went from Ridley to Ridley. It, yeah, it is. I, I think it's Ridley. <laughs> John Ridley. Ridley. I know, the same guy here? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah when at first yeah. I was like, uh... Yeah. I had to use my just, brain for a minute. Just go with it. I just find it funny too. Like every time Ice Cube spoke, he was like almost rapping. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. It was so weird. We gotta get out of here. You know, yo, we can't just leave these people here. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like, why are you still like, like Ice Cube? Like, you know, be Chief Elgin. You're still like every every time you're lying, you gotta emphasize every one of your lines. You know, we're straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. We well, gotta get these people out of here. You know, it's just weird. It's, it's funny. It. Like, I, I, every time I watch movies with Mark Wahlberg, I keep going, 
This guy's a terrible actor. What? No. <laughs> like, he's a terrible actor. What? No. Exactly. <laughs> nice. But when he's playing this role, I got no problems with him. Like, he's just fine and entertaining. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, when he plays this sort of dumb <laughs> kind of hillbilly character, which he's not the hillbilly. Spike Jones is. Um I don't. I, when he plays an imbecile, I'm like, he's not that bad of an actor. But when he tries to play a real, true character, like I'm always like, this guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> so, so yeah, he, his performance didn't take me out of it, and it's a really wild, you know, sort of buddy. It's not a buddy cop, but a buddy <laughs> military film. Clooney Wahlberg Cube, like. I can see why they didn't want Clooney. I'm surprised they got Cube and Mark Wahlberg. Really? Like, I mean, granted, he did. He looks everything. like that role, though. He looks. Yeah, like yeah. He that. works. Yeah, he works it, and he was in every movie in the late '90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Well, actually, he's in every movie now. So, but when he just started doing his whispering thing, it's funny when he's talking to his, <laughs> his wife or whatever, his chick, or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. Goes, tell him, I, tell him I need help. I'm over here. He's always doing that whispering thing. You know, it's like, yeah, he. Dude, and he's in, he's in tons of, tons and tons of, that motherfucker will always work. He'll always have a job. Well, and he worked you know? with, o- and he worked with David O. Russell in The Fighter. The Fighter, yeah. Which was good there too, you know, but, you know, but he's not, he's not a great actor. And wasn't he nominated for like, I guess, supporting and departed? I'm like, dude, this guy is the worst. Like, I mean, he'll do entertaining movies. Like, I love him in the big hit. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he plays that goofy, you know, yeah, guy, he plays an imbecile. Man, and he can do action right. Yeah. He, he, he does that easy, but it's like, um, and, there, and there's some, there's, I guess, like, um, he does have the strong points, you know, like, kind of like, uh, Pain and Gain, you know, he was good in that. Uh, so he, there's some parts where, you know, <laughs> you can, um, he can, his, his talents can shine, but most of, yeah, he, you, he won't be known for one of the greatest actors of our generation, that's no, for sure, you no. know, but he does make entertaining movies, and, you know, that's, um, but, uh, this movie, yeah, like I said, it was weird, um, but you know who is a fucking great actor is Cliff Curtis. Who played Amir Abdullah? Fucking do everything. That guy is. Yeah, amazing. but isn't he like, uh, like he's New Zealand or something? Like, yeah, oh, he's, he, from, New oh, he's from New Zealand. Yeah, it's so funny. He plays everything. Yeah. He'll play he's a fucking Cholo in Training Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Play Iranian here in this movie. I mean, this guy does it he all. He's a know? super talented actor. From Heat, Colonel Horn. You know? <laughs> sorry, I hear the kids in the back. Quick, hold on. Sorry. Oh, no worries. Yeah, but I enjoyed it still. Um, even with the odd pairing of the first part of the movie where, where they had the weird cuts and the comedy and the, you know, the, the, that just bizarre, I attributed it to kind of how crazy being deployed can be oh yeah absolutely that's that's i was like okay maybe that's the message he's trying to convey with the you know crazy shots and the humor because they they use humor as a coping mechanism you know so jarhead tries to do that too right um but it's a common thing you know when, when when people are in lines of duty that are this traumatic like yeah. police officers, they, they're always cracking jokes. And why? Because they're coping. 
You know, there's like, no, I, I, I deal with people shooting at me all fucking day long. I'm going to crack some goddamn jokes, you know? So it, it kind of made sense why it was, it was because they were in their base camp. So yeah, it's going to be comedy. They're going to be cracking jokes. It's going to be fun and it's going to be crazy and blah, blah, blah. But then once they got out into the real, the real war and, you know, out in the field, that's when it got serious. So I was like, you know what? I'll let it slide that as it's just part of, you know, the tone of being at the base camp and then being actually um, out in the field. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to take such a heavy subject matter and sort of make it funny. And right. for the most part, he does a pretty good job with it. Um, you know, it, it, does the movie deserve an Academy Award? Uh, no. But, uh, you know, is it worth a dollar? Absolutely. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, for sure. I'd give it a dollar's worth of gold bullion. Bullion. I'd buy that for a dollar. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was entertained. Yeah, like I said, the first off, it's kind of, it was kind of odd, but then uh, it settled down. And uh, like, I love Clooney. I think he's great, you know. So it's kind of funny that uh, he is the strength of the film for sure. Yeah, the fact that he don't like him, it's kind of weird. You know, yeah. it's interesting that like, uh, you know, he did the whole movie and, and they just never got along. But, um, that's uh, that's funny. I don't know. It, it, those guys were based yeah. off real characters too, real people. The three guys. It's kind of funny. The funny stories at the end. They're just kind of funny. Uh, let me look it up on Wikipedia. But I, yeah, I, I buy it for dollars. Well, we still in the gold. There's several movies called Three Kings. <laughs> Satirical black comedy war film written and directed by blah blah blah. Oh, uh, about a gold heist that takes place during the 1991 Iraqi uprising against Saddam Hussein. Uh, production, script controversy, filming techniques. Oh, this is what you were talking about. Russell decided to use a number of experimental cinematic techniques in the film. Handheld cameras and steady cam shots were used to give the film a journalistic feel. Oh, is that what he's going for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me a headache, motherfucker. Shaky. Yeah. Alright. So I got homework this week. Yeah. And I forget Hulu has did movies. Did you give it did you did you just rate it? Yeah, I gave it a dollar. Oh, okay. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I forget Hulu Plus has movies sometimes, so I was going on there, and they have, uh, they have a little movie called Tales from the Hood. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, you have already? Damn it. Right. Yep. I was going to make that homework. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Oh, it's that crazy-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Just what's his name? Samson. Clarence Williams III. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a black version of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you already seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Alright. Let's see. You guys ever seen a little movie called Frankenhooker? <laughs> I think he's going off of his uh, Monday nights. Nineteen <laughs> ninety? A medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her a new body made of Manhattan street hookers. <laughs> oh shit, man! This sounds like a tutorial for me. 
<laughs> oh my god, life. Oh. Uh, I don't want to torture that. I'll, I'll find something. I had something and I can't remember it now. So oh, the director is an actor. Oh no, no, wait a second. Never mind. I was just thinking of being an actor. <laughs> if you're okay with that, I'll make it that. But I thought I had something else, and I can't freaking remember. Um, who's got extra credit? I did, but I, mine's easy because I signed it last week. Oh, that's right. Look who's talking. Look who's talking. Nice. Oh, that's right. Very cool. So you want me to leave it as um, Frank and Hooker for now? Yeah, we'll do that for now. Until okay. I can, uh, if you think of something. If you guys are okay with that. Like, if you guys are okay with that, I'll just keep it. But yeah. uh, That's all good. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Chris, <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris, Chris won't be excited, but uh, <laughs> you know, sucks to be here. <laughs> that's right. With that title, it's just too funny. I, it's always been the one that I always wanted to see, and uh, I feel how it'd be fun if we all talked about it. Yeah, it does seem kind of one of the like one of those. Everybody's heard the name of the movie, right? I don't think I've ever heard of the movie called Frankenhooker. Well, what's, see, what's wrong with you? Uh, well, you live kind of a sheltered life. So. I was going to say, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to see if he can make this happen. So he's going to be taking notes for watching the movie. That's right. <laughs> I have an apron on and gloves and everything. Well, if not, you, I, you guys have your next Halloween costume. You'll <laughs> be you the doctor. <laughs> it's funny because she has like a normal body, and then her head's like, uh, like pale white. I think she has like stitches on her neck. Perfect. I love them goth chicks. <laughs> oh man! So how's you guys' weekend? What you guys do? Oh fuck! I don't remember. Oh boy! I worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you worked, and I'm I waiting worked. for next Sunday for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah! I went to Reno when uh, me and me and Chris, my mom came up and hung out with the girls while me and Chris uh, went out to Reno mm-hmm. to hang out with her uh, friends. And, uh, which went well. It was fun. It was good. Uh, it snowed like a foot while we were mm. out there, mm-hmm. which sucked. <laughs> we, well, it was cool. Like, we got there. It was like clear skies. It was nice. It wasn't warm, but it was nice. Clear skies, you know? Mm-hmm. No snow on the ground. We party hard that night. Had a little too much to drink, but, uh-huh. but Todd and Milady, they're, 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 they're partiers, right? And they were waking up really early in the morning. To go to Lake Tahoe to go uh, skiing, they're ski bunnies. Mm. Like they live to ski. I had no idea, but this is what they do. And they mm. take their uh, like eight year old son to mm. go skiing. Or no, he's mm. like seven. I think he's a little bit younger than me. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, so yeah, they wake up at the butt crack of dawn to go skiing. Me and Chris, of course, sleep in because it's our weekend, which means we. I think we woke up at nine. Yeah. And uh, we wake up at nine, and we look outside, and there's a fucking foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, awesome. like everything is covered in motherfucking snow. We're like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> uh, we get up, cash, you know, take a shower, kind of hungover. Uh, we go to this automotive museum in Reno, which is cool. It's got a lot of like historical, classic cars and and stuff. So that was really cool for me, you know. Right, right. And Chris but then, was. But the important question: Did you get your fuck on? He kept talking about. I did. We did. We did. Okay. We got our fuck on that night in the hotel, and uh, it was it, it was good. As you needed, like you said, a break from the kids. You love them. Oh yeah. Sometimes I mean, you need a break. 
Yeah, they, and and we missed the kids, and we we skyped them that night, you know. So of oh. course, talking to them so. that night. Yeah, yeah, well, not not bef- not. not. <laughs> Jeez, man, <I> know. <laughs> Daddy, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> oh, why are you out of breath? No, not quite. Oh. Like that. No, oh. Oh. Oh, it took five seconds. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, has, this, uh, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> I didn't hear the drop. Oh, so this ever happened to you? That is, a matter of fact, the sound that comes out of me. I knew it. While I, knew. I... <laughs> hold still, hold still, <laughs> hold still, uh, hold still. So, uh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, it's funny. Austin, the professor, just goes right along. Fuck it. No, it's funny because we don't, um, we're not gamblers. Neither one of us are. Yeah. So we stayed at this really nice hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, never gambled a penny. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, it's funny. Like, we just, we're not gamblers. Like, we're not interested in. First of all, like, have either one of you been to, like, a casino recently? Uh, a long time. Uh, When's the last time you were at a casino? Like a real casino? Real casino. Vegas, I guess, in the summer. Oh, so it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So you walked to the casino, and was it, like, a little overwhelming, the noises and the sounds coming from all the slot machines and shit? Yeah, but I love that shit. Oh man, it was yeah, it was like one of Tony's EDM concerts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. Um Yeah, it was crazy. Like my head was gonna explode. Like like you know how back in the old days they had three little uh you know, uh cherries and they would spin? Yep. Now they have a fifty inch T V on end and it is the screen with oh, yep. nine million lights like mm-hmm. ripping along and it's like it's so and it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Like it was too much. Like I just wanted to get out of there. I was like Ask if like, you weren't rolling. I can't oh man, my head was <laughs> right, I yeah, I couldn't handle that like all the noise and shit. I was like it's like uh <laughs> so because we were talking about it, I was like, why don't we just get like a roll of coders or something and Hang out and you know blow twenty bucks or uh, ten bucks on you know one of the slot machines. Hey, you never know. Maybe we get rich, right? Um, uh, uh-uh. I was like, I- I'm not interested in stopping. <laughs> this is this is too much. It's 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 like you know, and then it's just a bunch of people standing around smoking. Yeah, there you go. It's just a bunch of people sitting around smoking cigarettes, and I'm like, I'm like, huh? Now. The one thing that they do right in Reno, and I'm sure they do it right in Vegas too, is a buffet. Holy shit. Oh, really? For $20, we got into a buffet, and it had, well, it had uh, crab legs, which I don't like crab. It had shrimp, fried shrimp, steak, turkey, ham, pork chops. Uh, every like, like the crazy salad bar, 
like every kind of Mexican food, all the Italian food. And it was all like really flavorful too. It wasn't like really generically like hometown buffet kind of thing. Like it was really like well made. Like it's the kind of food you would order a dish at at a restaurant, you know? Um, yeah, it was insane. The, the, I mean, like literally you couldn't try everything in two meals. There was so much to pick from. And I would see people like pile up their plate with like crab legs. And I was like, I do a lot of the crab legs. Dude, there's fucking people go nuts over some motherfucking crab legs. And don't get me wrong. I love me some fried shrimp. So I had my fair share of fried shrimp. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then the dessert. And the dessert was insane. It had like every kind of apple pie or every kind of pie. And if y'all know, I love me some pie. I mean, really love me some pie. Apple pie, uh, you know, pumpkin berry pie, like strawberry pie, peach pie. If you can find pie cheaper anywhere else, fuck it. Because the pie, they had all these pies, they had all these cakes, they had cheesecake, yo. Like a bunch of different kinds of real cheesecake. I got the chi- the the berry cheesecake because well why not like you know they had like chocolate cheesecake and regular cheesecake but they had like a very berry cheesecake too they literally had like eight flavors of ice cream you would just go yeah give me a scoop of uh, that and he would just give you a scoop of ice cream it was nuts I thought my head I was like I can't believe this I I want to come back here just for the- and Chris. Because cause a couple, I don't know, it was, it was a month ago. It was a couple months ago. And Chris is weird. Like, she don't like buffets. She doesn't eat a lot. She has, like, she eats a small amount, and she's just like, yeah, maybe she'll try a little a little dessert. But she's not big on buffets. But I'm, like, cheap, so I, like, try to get my money's worth, right? It's weird. I'll admit. I have a problem with buffets. Because I don't stop eating until... I'm like MCP at the end of a long night of drinking. You don't stop till the panties drop? I don't stop till the panties drop. I knew Except it. for I don't stop till my button pops is there what it go. should be called. That's right. Because <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me, but I always eat myself sick <laughs> when I go to a goddamn buffet. We and I don't care how shitty the food is, like hometown yeah. buffet. I'm like I'm I'm about I'm about it. I'm like I'm just like nom, 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 nom. and then Chris <laughs> is like, how many times are you gonna go back for them shitty tacos? And I'm like, well, they didn't say I have to stop, so yeah. I'm gonna go back for some more. Oh man, I almost forgot this video. My sister sent me. Did you guys see that video that the uh, this guy trying to get uh they go to the movie theater. Um, he buys one ticket, but he has his friend inside it. Like not inside him, but like. Like a, he made like a fat suit kind of, oh, or the God, guy. I heard oh, about it. I never actually you saw it. You saw it? Uh, no, I heard about it though. Oh, it's fucking funny. They like tried these different angles, like if he should be on his back or in his stomach, and he's cradling him. And just to put... sneak a guy in to save nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It is like he's tried all these different ways, and he's like he's holding on to him, and he's put on these big 
pants and this big, you know, fat man shirt and fat man pants. And he just goes in there and buys a ticket for the Avengers. And then they elev- it's like a super, like, it's like a huge uh, theater, I guess, because it's got an elevator, you know, it's got a second floor. He's in the elevator, finally, he lets them out, he gives them clothes. It's just, it's just a whole process that, like, the, where they go and put everything on. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. The guys are pretty I would funny. Totally do that shit. Well, see, that's so funny because my sister a- at the very end of the text, she goes, She's like, you should have Tony and Harley try. <laughs> and then you said that you would totally do it. Oh, that's uh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Oh so, man. Yeah the, yeah, the the buffet was the highlight for sure. There you go. Uh, they they had a pool, right? Like every hotel. Except for the pool is naturally heated by like some like underground uh spring. So the the pool is heated year round. Okay, and it's an outdoor pool. Oh, yeah, you're so talking about that. Yeah, yeah. We walked by it, and it was snowing, and people were swimming in the pool. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I was like, that's amazing. I, I want to go. So we were, we were going to go swimming. I was We didn't go swimming because they closed it. Oh. We didn't get a chance to go. So I was, I was. <laughs> but uh. So yeah, if I and and the the room was like sixty bucks, super cheap, and it was a really nice room. So I'm glad you guys had fun. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. We got away from these little bastards. I mean, I love my kids. <laughs> and, uh, so, no, it was good. There you go. Well, nice. So this time next week, uh, I'll either be super excited because of my team won a championship, or I'll be really down. So, so that's this weekend. What's that? So that's this weekend. That's this weekend. Oh shit! This Sunday. So, are you doing a party? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Because I'd love to see your reaction, I, one way or the other. No, you don't want to see it <laughs> from a it's distance. Just sit yeah. out in the in the street I'll, in my car. I'll Skype you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Amy got like on her phone footage of me from the playoff game, just kind of uh-huh. like sneakily videotaping. And it's just hard to watch. <laughs> it's just like, who is that guy? It's so weird. Seeing it from seeing it from somebody else's perspective, you know. Because I'm uh-huh. watching the game, I'm totally into the game and yeah. thinking of all these things that could happen. Can can go wrong? Can go right? What's going to happen? Thirty seconds is the longest thirty seconds of a football game ever. It's never thirty seconds. It's like twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. It's super stressful. So, and the Chargers stayed in San Diego one more year. So, yeah, I saw that. I'm happy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, um, I will get my new sub next week, though. So that would make me happy, at least, if my team doesn't make it, doesn't do it. So I'd have to look. Yeah, forward. how did that? How did that conversation go, Tony? Which one? Well, Fonzo said that that you somehow bought it for him, like through your Amazon or something. Yeah. Does he still owe you the money for the records? I'm just fucking with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told Fonzo Tony, and when I told him, I was like, "Yeah, just have him add it to your tab." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's the problem." Uh, yeah, and I was tried. making I was making money too. I was making like uh Oh, you were making progress on your debt. Yeah, I, was, I made I made like forty five bucks in tips. I'm like, I got this. I'm paying him off. I pay off the sub anyways. Yeah, yeah, he paid yeah. off the sub. Yeah, it's the only I'm reason just, I did it. I was like, nah, but he he was taught. <laughs> the The funny one was he sent me a text and it had this list. Of all of all the sa- like soundtracks he wanted to get and stuff, all the records he wanted to get, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, all right, that's a, that's a good list. What the fuck you send me a list for? I ain't gonna buy that shit for you. I'm not gonna <laughs> start going like buying that whole goddamn list. Hell no. 
And then he sends me a text like, oh, no, no, I, I cut it down a little bit. And it's and it's still a sizable list, but I'm just like, good job. Yeah, and I was just showing the list. Like, I, this is the list I'm working with. And you I'm know? like, why do I care about your list? I'm, and, he's, I'm, and he's laughing because yeah, like, he's like, I, you know, you're always going to keep adding to it. It's never yeah. going to be finished, you know? And that's the thing. You can never buy them faster than they become available because yeah. there's way too many people putting out records. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, why bother having a list, man? Because it's just going to blow up. It's just going to keep growing and growing. But the list are like the most wanted. Like those ones like I actually want. <laughs> but then like you get these new releases come out of nowhere all the time, you know? Like Jordan Carpenter's new one comes out. I get a notice on Twitter. I'm like, oh, fuck. His new one's coming out? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out until April. And they're pre-ordering it right now. I'm like, right now, motherfuckers? You got to pre-order that shit right now? <laughs> and it's... It's like, God damn it, you know, get your limited purple and white vinyl. I'm like, oh, that sounds gorgeous. Gotta get it. I hear the word limited, three thousand copies, anything, I'm 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 it's over. Um but yeah, this paycheck, I got you too. I even gave Tony free movie tickets. I had to go check out the revenue. Yeah, or but that doesn't come off your tab. You know that, right? Oh, that's some you hear that, Harley? That's Bullshit. fucked up. Uh-uh. See that? Hey, that's, that's messed you, up. You can have them back if you should have kept it. the movie tickets in if you're gonna get off my tab, that's fucked uh-huh. up. No, man. <laughs> I ain't no Indian giver. I gave you those movie tickets. That's right. No. You didn't say it. You didn't say, oh, yeah, this, the, the value of these. It's like, fuck that. We never go to the movies anyway. Yeah. I'd have the cash. That's why I figured, like, hey, you can go to the movies now. <laughs> Get your ass outside. Stop working for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that uh, concludes episode 298, Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ranted on all things cheesecake and pies and... and um, I mean, your host found the same right together. Harley, we make strange children's toy sounds together. MCP, bad boys for life. Gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp. That was Harley talking about the buffets. No kidding, seriously. Mm. He totally did sell. That. <laughs> That's what he said. That. <laughs> I love you some pie. <laughs>